Welcome to the Make Music Income Podcast with Stephen Bedall of the Production Music Academy and me, Eric Copeland of Make Music Income. In this podcast, we'll talk about our experiences in music licensing as music artists with online channels, our publishing and royalty incomes, and our combined over 40 years experience as music producers for hire. So let's get started with today's episode. So, yes, sync licensing seems to be the golden goose, or maybe a publishing or record deal is what you're after. Although, if you're licensing your music someplace, you're pretty much doing a publishing deal. But stock music also could be profitable if you compose and produce the right music. But what do you do if you are just discovering these music incomes of licensing, but you still want to make music income and you need music income now? You want to quit your job or you've lost your job or whatever, and you need income now from music. That's kind of the whole point of this channel and this podcast is to talk about music income. So today we want to talk about the music incomes that maybe aren't as immediately uh, interesting or attractive as licensing, but still can bring in a solid income and have for me and for Steve both for years, if not decades. So no waiting for a quarterly check down the maybe years down the line or even a check next month from any kind of licensing you get use what you have around you and make money now bring in income now this month soon and right what now. we're trying to do right now so <laughs> welcome to episode 56 of the make music income podcast uh, we talk about music income and today we're going to talk about music income other than licensing because we talk a lot about licensing on these channels just because it's a it's a popular subject for the people who watch these channels. It's the yeah. most popular subject for sure um, mm -hmm. from the people who watch and listen. And we talk about how you can make more music income now to support your family and yourself. And to help me do this, here is my partner uh, on the podcast and a man who makes many music incomes right now and in the future, much like myself, Mr. Stevie B. Hey, folks. I, I, yeah, I need music income right now, <laughs> right this moment. Uh, and speaking of which, got many irons in the fire, as you guys know. Uh, just released my uh, collaboration with uh, my friend David Fua on spotify um that came out this morning and uh yeah it's on all other streaming platforms as well this is a track called uh, endless ocean go check it out uh, it's like a lo-fi collaboration and uh it's my first self-released single of the year and like i mentioned on a previous podcast i've got music releases planned for months to come and the, the goal is uh, a release every two weeks for the rest of uh rest of 2023 Cool. So this is the first of many, and um, I even created a little bit of uh, promo, some promo assets for it, which I'm going to uh, post up on Instagram today. Um, so that's been fun. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited to, to kind of, I don't know, just dig into Spotify more throughout this year and collect some of those streaming royalties, those pennies, just mm -hmm. uh, going to try to pile up those pennies slowly, but surely. Pile up those pennies. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, had a great uh, had a great live stream last Wednesday, uh, showcasing the Academy members' work for the January challenge, uh, which was to write a product demo. And as usual, the entries from everyone were just absolutely amazing, totally mind blowing, uh, and I learned a ton about a whole bunch of 
products, uh, plugins and VSTs that I'd never heard of. Um, and so did the other members. Um, and yeah, I also put in a little extra time into my streaming setup so that everything was really seamless. And uh, I got, you know, multiple camera angles all set up, uh, which is cool. Uh, it was a lot of fun and I, I didn't have any technical meltdowns at all this time, which was, which it all went really, really smooth. And I just, I, I ended the stream and I was like, that was, that was, that felt good. I finally felt good. It didn't feel stressful. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> what else is new? I'm putting, um, I'm putting my finishing touches on, uh, the first part of my trailer music course today for the Academy. I'm releasing it in three parts. Uh, and the first one is getting uploaded today. So I hope that the members uh, get a chance to dig into that. And uh, in the meantime, speaking of trailer music, I picked up uh, the new Spitfire release, the Albion Colossus yeah, yesterday. Cool and uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm working on um, on a new trailer track. And I was thinking I'm overdue for like a product review on the, on the YouTube channel. I haven't done one of those in a long time. Um, so I was going to work on that today and uh, hopefully put it out next week. Um, and uh, yeah, not much else going on. I got a, I got a gig tonight uh, with the dusty moon trio here the in Vancouver dusty moon trio. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited for that one. And uh, we had a little rehearsal last night. It's one thing we're going to talk about today. Yeah, totally. Right. So um, yeah, we, we, we do a bit of our own material, but uh, mostly covers of like fifties rockabilly numbers and uh, a bit of country too. Uh, we do lots of wedding gigs and stuff in the summer. Um, and then yeah, tomorrow I take a much needed day off. I'm going to go oh, for nice. a hike, yeah. get some fresh air. Same. And uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's chat about this. Uh, what, what are we, what are we doing other than sync licensing? Uh, I mean, I'm doing lots other than sync, sync licensing because I'm not really making any substantial income from, uh, from sync, you know, uh, performance royalties and stuff like that. So basically all I do is, 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 you know, try to, um, you know, gather my income streams to make a, a decent living. And, um, you know, I could, there's lots to say about this subject, but sure. where do I, where do you even start? Like what? Well, I'm going to start with what I did this week, if you don't mind, Steve. Uh, gosh, um, just cut me off there. <laughs> I totally uh, forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just got so excited. I just want to get it's right okay. into I, it. I'm being a cat. I'm being attacked from a cat from the south here, and so I'm oh, trying I see. to. She about pulled my mic down a minute ago. Um, it's been a. It's what been did a you do this week? <laughs> well, here's what I did. Thanks for asking. Um, what I. <laughs> So uh, I just did a live video, and I did have uh, some some complications uh, I, in uh, this particular software that I use, which we're using today uh, yeah. as an experiment, uh, StreamYard. Yeah, uh, I you have to click when you're going to do stereo audio. So a lot of times I use it to show people's music, and so I have to make sure that the stereo audio button is clicked. Well. It's kind of like Zoom. I've, I've switched my mic back to just one channel, so I get good mono sound. But today, I was only coming through the right channel because I only uh -huh. was going through one thing. So luckily, somebody told me uh, it was live. So somebody told me you know, right off that they were only here on one side. Arco, I think, right. as a matter of fact, the one who mentioned it. And I was able to unclick that. So a little bit of issue. And those all important first few minutes, you know, when people are going to decide to listen or not listen. And I try <laughs> to make my lives very not live at the beginning. I don't go in and you know say, "Hey, we're live," and and have all this business where I and then talk to people in the chat. I don't do that at the beginning of my lives because I want people to get information right off the bat on YouTube, especially. Mm -hmm. So, uh, did that. But it, I was talking about sync. Basically, some of the new things that have been happening with me with sync, which one of them, oh, light just went out. One of them is uh, a live. Um, 
a new library going live at my main BMG library. So that is cool. Finally, the country album, uh, after all these years of gestating, is going live and uh, nice. happy about that. Then I have a new library uh, that I just got into, and that album is being ingested this week. So that is also happening. That's a, the percussion album I've been working on for a new library that this will be my first album there. So I'm, I'm hoping that the first of many on this particular uh, library. So that is cool. And these are exclusive libraries with contracts uh, splitting things pretty much down the middle, writers, publishers on the performance side and 50-50 on the sync side. Yeah, uh, but this new library is only a three or five year deal, so not perpet- perpetual like my BMG deal, which is all everything is perpetual. But it's a much bigger library um, going out to a bigger engine. And the other cool thing about my BMG library, they're also now working with another company called APM, which is the biggest library in the world, from what I understand. And this light, this light. APM. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and it's it's uh th- they're working with this library, so um, that is now um, happening, oh. and so that is pretty cool. That uh, I've got another library um, that's attached to the library, if you will. They're they're going through a Universal and APM now, and and doing some things, and those are sometimes one offs. I'm doing three new tunes right now uh, that are country or trop what they call trop rock which is kind of like jimmy buffett music and then margaritaville kind of thing yeah and then i've got some other country tunes Uh, still you know for some reason i'm the country guy there but uh they keep coming they want me to do some uh some writing of top lines and stuff over some stuff so lots of interesting briefs i Mm. just did a dramedy brief for them and i'm working on a quirky type of brief for them and so a lot of stuff happening at that library now it's almost like uh, if you know briefs that go directly to the to the library owner, not you know I don't have to go to someone in the middle, but it's still a brief like I was yeah. doing before. So it's probably it's pretty cool. I'm happy about that. So also, uh, what's kind of leading up to all of this with the uh, with the music uh, sync licensing stuff and and all of these videos and stuff I'm going to be doing on my channel is kind of leading up to. The release of my first sync ebook. It's called. Well, I'm not even going to say what it's called yet, but it's 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 not like it's a big mysterious name. But I I will be releasing that here in the next few weeks. I've been working on it and uh, just trying to get it just right and kind of organize it right. But it's coming out, and to get to be the first people to really hear about this ebook, you make sure you are going to make slash free and you can get one of my free products like the 50 ways to make music income like we're talking about today, a lot of income ideas, uh, the do everything checklist and the ubiquitous style form and instrumentation of corporate stock music, probably the most uh, large largest worded uh, explanation of stock music in the world, but uh, it was fun to write that paper about stock music when I was working on my master's. So uh, you can get all of those kind of things at makemusicincome.com slash free and be part of the email list to get the new Sync ebook when it comes out. I know everybody is looking forward to that because they keep bugging me about it. So you can also subscribe to this podcast or Steve's podcast and uh, or, or Steve's um, well, this podcast, if you're listening on a podcast, and you can also subscribe to our channels on YouTube, which would be very helpful. Yeah. So cool. And uh, masterminds are going pretty well. Um, ooh, see that I can put our names on just like that. And, and we'll 
nice. with the thing. Um, masterminds are going pretty well, and uh, we're about a third of the way through. Uh, so we only uh, we're getting past uh, four four of the twelve weeks now. So those are fun. Uh, listen to a lot of people's music, talking about a lot of music things, uh, and then um, doing a lot of work for clients as usual and school as usual, which is where most of the money comes from. Where this is what we're talking about today. How do you make that music income that Wow, what about music income that would be consistent? How about that? Uh, music income that happens all the time. Which leads us into what we're talking about today, which is how to make music income while you are waiting for whatever thing you're waiting for. And most people, uh, as we've been talking about, are waiting for some kind of licensing money to come in from somewhere, whether it's uh a lot of money coming in, like Steve has had real good success with Artlist and Motion Array and getting that from what we call non-exclusive or, or, or uh, royalty-free music of some kind from one of these companies. Or uh, and, and, and that also kind of is sync. We'll, we need to talk about that at some point, about uh, when you talk about sync and Artlist and why that is kind of in the middle of both of these kinds of incomes, stock music licensing and sync licensing kind of, because it kind of goes to both. But um, everybody is wanting to get to these really attractive kind of uh, licensing incomes. But the truth is, folks, you're going to need to find income besides that, even if you get that going. Um, I've made, this is my year of 80-20, and 80% of my income, if not 90% of my income, is my work for clients, is my teaching at school job, and, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, my YouTube channel is, and, and these teaching channels are starting to become an income, but... Uh, mm-hmm. and, and stock or sync licensing is still in its infancy of bringing in enough income for me to survive. I mean, five to 10%. So mm-hmm. um, we're going to just talk today about some, some ideas about how you can make uh, music income right off the bat. And let's start with, to me, what's the most obvious is music production. I think this is one of the most obvious things that you can do. If you're already producing music and you're sending it out to libraries, then you could be producing this for clients. What do you think? Well, absolutely. I mean, if you're if you're producing music that adds a, that's at a fairly high quality level, then there's production gigs out there for you. Um, you could write, you know, do work for higher gigs, writing for music libraries. This is a big part of my income. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's funny. It's kind of a conundrum for me because I'm trying to set myself up for sync royalties in the long term as well. But the music production work just takes up such an enormous chunk of my time that it's hard to find extra time to write music for like the sync libraries. Right. And of course the idea of getting paid up front is, is, is attractive and I need to pay bills right away because I don't teach. Um, so I really have to focus heavily on that kind of stuff. Now, if you're not writing for music libraries, there's other things that you can do as well. Um, you certainly could set yourself up on, uh, you know, work for higher websites like sound better, like Fiverr. I know several people who, um, who get, We'll have some momentum in those Upwork. on those spaces, and it does take a while to get that momentum. I think and Upwork. Upwork, yeah, yep. Upwork, absolutely. Um, but if you know, put a put a good website together, put a good profile, or uh, you know, put some uh, put a, put a good you know resume together, and and get on these sites because I think that it's a it's a viable option um, in terms of getting some uh, just some production gigs. So yeah, I think it's uh, important that we. Uh, clarify something you were just talking about. You're talking about music production for libraries, and yeah, and we 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 talk about making um, um, 
inroads with a library and then they become somebody who wants music uh, productions from you. But there are also places like Artlist and Motion Array who offer what they call their originals program where they hire you to work for them. That's different than sync licensing. It's, yes. it's a little different. Explain how that's different than just putting music in there. Well, they're buying the music from you straight up. Um, once, you, once you sell it to them, you don't own it anymore. You don't own the masters. They're buying the masters from you. So you're not going to receive, I mean, depending on what kind of deal you have set up with the library, you're not going to receive back-end performance royalties. Um, and that's really the case, irregardless of whether it's being bought on stock music libraries, essentially, is that you know, what we tell people is that you're, you, you probably can't, you shouldn't expect to make any performance royalty back end on uh, on royalty free sites anyway, no, no matter what the, the the deal is, the contract is. But um, yeah, so a lot of libraries, uh, Artlist is the one that I work with, you, as you guys know. But um, other libraries do this too. They will just pay producers to write, you know, high quality music for them. They buy it outright, um, and the and from a business model perspective, it makes a lot of sense for them to do that because they don't have to pay you out in royalties uh, every month or year or whatever they do um and in some cases they buy out the rights for the for the back end as well um with artless originals i, I do get a slice of that uh, of any you know perfe- uh, potential performance royalty income from it as well as streaming income but you know other libraries depending on the deal depending on the situation they'll buy it out completely and i've, I've worked in that actually one of the first libraries that i'd ever worked with did that you know they bought it out and they said you're not entitled to anything we own it completely and, uh, and that's that's the end of the story and again we should tell people that is about 500 to a thousand per song would you say that's a fair range yeah okay and so that's going to be a problem for a lot of people to say, oh, yes, I'm happy selling my song or doing doing this work for somebody and only receiving 500 to 1,000 ever. You know, that's all. Is, there's no, so there's no other future back in for you in that song, right? Yeah, well, depending on the deal, there may not be. And, and then it's really, I mean, people often ask me, you know, like whether they think, whether I think it's worth it. And I think it's really subjective, you know, it's like, is it, is it worth it? for you to let you know let go of a song that you think has potential for you know like placements or uh, sync uh, sync potential you know it's like it's really a subjective thing i can't say objectively whether it's uh it's the right or the wrong thing um all i know is that uh, i have to focus on these kinds of deals to some extent because i need money up front uh, in order to keep the, the the wheels on the bus turning you know what i mean so they go round and round i hear they do um so now, when I wrote this down, I wasn't thinking music production for libraries. I was thinking music production for clients, which is something I still do and help clients do daily. And it's what I've made my living on for 20 plus years is making tracks for people long before licensing. I mean, licensing has been a thing for a long time. We're just hearing about it now since COVID. Everybody was at home looking for things to do. And, and people started talking about music licensing as a way to make income from home. Mm-hmm. So now it's become an easy topic to talk about hence our channels you know but um still uh, music production that has nothing to do with 
with licensing is a thing still, ladies and gentlemen. You can still find clients yeah. who need to record their newest single or who need to record uh, their band or need to record themselves or just need you to do production work on Upwork, on Sound Better, things like that. Sound Better is a terrific site. I've used it mostly for singers, but there are all sorts of producers and composers and stuff on there. And so... Um, yeah, we should, we should, we have to put film scoring underneath that, films, that, all that, that kind of stuff. banner too. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the members of the Academy was just, uh, someone reached out to him cause he's on art list and someone reached out to him and asked him to, uh, to, to score like, I think a 45 minute short film. Um, that was a great, it, I think it worked out to be a good gig for him. Yeah. Gigs are what we're talking about here. And we'll just skip on to another kind of gig, which is live music gig. Steve just talked about that in his opening comments about that's what he's going to be doing this this weekend is that what you're doing tonight tonight tonight's the night (laughs) so that is money made tonight yes right i mean they pay you most gigs i've ever worked in i got paid the night of and uh every once in a while they pay you before uh most yeah mostly never after but um you know, it's it's really nice to get paid uh, the day you are making mu- the music. And so live music gigs are something that have been forgotten about a little over the COVID years where everybody just said, oh, well, they're gone. But they are back. And um, yeah. it's a way to make income now. If you are trying to figure out how do I make some income now? Well, look around you. Look around for live music gigs. And if that is your thing, especially, which Steve loves, I'm not a person who thinks, oh, man, if I could just go play a four-hour gig that would take about six hours out of my day so I can make a hundred dollars. Yay. <laughs> that's what I want to do. Now you're, you're probably making more, but I'm just saying that's, you know, been my experience with a lot of live gigs where I don't end up making what I feel my time is worth, but yeah. it also depends on how much you love live gigs. And it totally does. Yeah, it totally does. You know, if you're having fun, then it's okay. I, I did a gig last, uh, two weeks ago that was so chill. It's like, um, it's this, it's this kind we play in like in this like kind of swanky joint downtown and it's like a sit down gig and we we're playing basically background music for like this high end restaurant, uh, me and my, me and my bud. And it's so relaxing. It's so chill. I think I made like 150 or 160 bucks for the gig and it was like a two hour gig. It's not, it's not a lot of money, but it's just, and they, you know, they feed us um and we make tips sometimes uh totally worth it totally worth it it's so low stress um and yeah i don't know if it's fun then you know maybe money's not such a a, a, isn't you know a big part of the conversation but uh, i try to avoid gigs that you know are like 50 100 bucks for like you know like setting up a lot of stuff and moving you know moving amps around and and that are just a general pain in the butt yeah, but gigs like that where a lot of it's set up already, and there's not a lot of setup, and it's just yeah. chill, playing. PA's and you there. Don't have to worry about yeah. it. And you have fun, and you get to eat. So, music gigs are one of those things. Maybe not quite the 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 five hundred or a thousand dollars that you might get for producing something. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is music teaching, uh, mainly because I'm doing it. Steve has done this before on a lessons level. I've done it before on a lessons level. Mm-hmm. That can burn you out quick or it can be something you like or don't like. Yeah. But music lessons that you teach in your home or you teach in other people's homes are something that can provide some decent income, depending on how many students you're able to deal with. And then, or a music teaching job is really more what I'm talking about in this thing. And 
I know many people who are watching and listening are probably teachers at some school or, or do some teaching of some kind. Uh, to me, this is half my income of the year uh, right now. And um, so it's a, it's a big deal. And so um, it also is a great side gig to everything else because mm -hmm. I can teach through everything that I'm doing through music production, through music licensing, through this channel, all these things I'm doing, students can learn from as I'm as I'm teaching. So I think it's a it's it's not only something that can bring you money, it's something just like music gigs that can can be rewarding for you just career-wise, mentally. Uh, they add to your resume of what you're able to do and fill you out uh, as a as a musician for the long term. So you learn yeah. a lot by doing it, you may, and you can make income that pays you every other week, which is something that we can't say about almost everything else we're going to say here is that you will make consistent income, which is one of the reasons why uh, I finished my master's and went back to teach a little bit. So. Yeah, yeah. Teaching is generally a staple for mm -hmm. for you know many musicians that I know, um, and you know you can, it can uh, it'd be somewhat remote too, depending on what you're you're teaching to. I know that not everyone is. Uh, I mean, especially post COVID, it's like uh, the online lessons aren't ideal. I don't think uh, a lot of people do that, but um, or maybe they do. I don't even know. But um, another thing that you could look at is like consulting stuff. Like I've been, I've been doing yeah. a lot of zoom chats with, with folks just talking Same. about their careers, getting them set up, um, you know, doing uh, feedback on their music for that. They're going to send out to libraries or for the sync world. And uh, that's an income stream too. So, and you offer both of those through your Academy, correct? Yeah, I offer them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Through the Academy. I offer them on my site now uh, as one off type of deals too. Uh, although the mastermind is a, like the next level coaching, but mm -hmm. um, they're all both uh, coaching. And I just put up this week, um, I've been doing um, three song critiques for uh, about 20 years. So I, I am adding on that on into uh to make music income might as well and because mm -hmm. people are always asking me what i think of their songs anyway so you can find that on the site all right yeah. let's move on here and we already kind of talked about this a little bit but uh i think this is another fairly big income that you could really bring up i'm starting to see people on our discord offer their services to people um for guitar or for uh, keyboard work or whatever, or just general production work. Like session work, you mean? Yeah, where you're acting as either a player only playing one part that somebody needs. Like, let's yeah. say I create something and I'd only have a keyboard guitars to put on. I want to hire a real guitarist. Steve and mm -hmm. I are going to work on something here soon. So um, I will just send the track to the person say, hey, can you put some guitar on this and or the Logic Session or whatever. Uh, or you could be session work could also be producing somebody full time, like we were talking about earlier. But this is more being a player or a vocalist or somebody, and and you can use a site like Sound Better to offer these these services. Yeah, yeah. So, and if you're in a town where uh, you there are studios that are active, then you can be going to studios and playing for people and doing this session work. So, and that can be hundred dollars an hour territory, you know, where you are getting paid. Um, uh, you know, pretty good money to to come in and 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 do your 
do your craft. So. Yeah, I think I think in, in terms of doing it locally, it's like it's kind of like a matter of networking and like you know people getting to to, to know you and passing your your name on. But uh, I, I have several friends here in Vancouver who uh, who do a ton of that kind of stuff. Uh, great players, you know, bassists, guitarists, uh, uh, keyboardists. They do, and you know session work and 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 picking up gigs like a lot of corporate gigs and stuff too is like a big. It's it's you know essential for a few people that I know. It's all they do. Yeah, it's, it can be very lucrative. All the players I, I have in Nashville, that's that's their life is yeah. session work. And that's how they pay the bills yeah. uh, every week. Um, the next thing, which is kind of tied to teaching gigs and t- kind of tied to live music gigs, is church music gigs. I know a lot of people and have made a good like half of my income in this kind of gig before for years uh, sometimes. And again, a check that comes every week or every two weeks. And uh, I hear more and more about people who are doing Sunday morning gigs or whatever where they're running sound or they're playing live in a band and getting played $100 per set or $100 per service or whatever. Mm -hmm. So uh, if this is something that you have done before, you've worked in a church with your music, which more people than you would think are working in church with music because it's one of those places that always needs music, similar to clubs and things like that. So if you're not the kind of person to go play live music at, at at, at a bar or something, you might be the kind of person who wants to, and churches, believe me, as a person who's run two music teams over the years, I'm always looking for somebody. I would pay someone to run sound just so I, and, and get the pastor to pay for it, you know, and have the church pay, sometimes even for players. So it's, it's a possibility of income for sure. Yeah. And just, you know, I think that you know, the, as the older and more mature you get in life, the, the more a Sunday morning gig sounds appealing. <laughs> yeah it's uh, i'd rather younger, be doing that maybe than, not. yeah maybe not the younger folks listening <laughs> it's like which do you want late saturday nights in a bar or early sunday mornings in a church you know so, you can, so you do pay. they serve beer at church or <laughs> wine i think uh, Jesus <laughs> oh yeah there you go wine so there you go. <laughs> all right so moving on to uh the next few things and all of these things will will be your your uh, mileage may vary, but I had to bring this up because on your list you had talked about uh, content ID and royalties, and I don't think we can get to content ID unless you are doing some kind of music royal something that will generate content ID, and usually that's going mm-hmm. to be royalty free stock music licensing. Yeah, and uh, Steve yeah. and I are both involved in that, and Steve uh, is making a lot in that, and still it's a big part of your monthly income would you say that's the that's right well you're talking about content uh, content id or royalty free I'm, uh, I'm on stock music licensing right now just that yeah. income from that well it's been slow <laughs> this year i mean oh, but the the, the downloads January from artlist really slow yeah yeah i mean it's been slow i i the, the problem is is that you know motion array is really the 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 library I talk the most about in terms of making the, that that stock royalties, uh, you know, but like I haven't been able to write much for for Motion Ray because I've been so busy with Artlist. So that being said, um, the 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 downloads from my non-exclusive um, stuff with Artlist have uh, been amazing um, so so far this year. But you know, as you guys know, I won't be able to see um, the end result of that until the end of the year. Um, but so far, so good, uh, and. Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta, uh, bunker, just get to work with writing. Well, some, if you, some but if you look stuff. at your monthly, did you average out what you made monthly last year with Motion Array specifically? Yes, oh, I can't remember. I, I think I did. I think it was around a thousand. It was a little over a thousand bucks a month. Yeah. So that's a that's a nice 
part of anyone's monthly income, I would guess. I mean, it's not all anyone needs, especially those of us who are adults with families and things like that. A thousand probably is not going to be what you need, but it's not bad if you could get there. I'm more about a fourth of that as far as um, uh, my monthly income from it. So, but the, I also don't really focus on writing for that like you do. And so I think you have to do that to really do well on this. And then following stock music licensing, when you create stuff for mainly for YouTubers or people who are going to make YouTube videos with this music that you are putting in stock music licensing is content ID royalties, which is uh, what YouTube uses to listen to what's being played. And they try to divide up uh, who should get paid for whatever uh, song is being played behind the video and and try to uh, get that out right now. There's a that's a whole other video that we could do about content idea at any time we talk about it. But certainly it's been something that's brought us both income. I probably I don't know what my average was last year, but I'd say it was somewhere around fifty bucks to a hundred bucks. It wasn't a lot, but that was about mm-hmm. my average last year. I'd say. Yeah, it's funny. You know how like. Uh I mean, it's folks who are on like who have experience with the royalty free sites like Audio Jungle and Motion Array know what it's like to you know constantly look at your stats and like constantly refresh them and see where you're at. Yeah. Now I'm feeling like that with Content ID. I'm like checking when the when the next world coming out. When's the next monthly statement coming out? Because I'm just so curious. You've been going like this (laughs) on that, haven't you? Yeah, it's been an amazing trajectory. Like last month was like, yeah, 500 bucks. And so, um, and that was like, you know, 10 times more than the previous month. And it seems to have just be growing like that. So I'm curious to see if, uh, if it's going to be even better for September statement. And that's only September, you know, we still got like the rest of 2022 to go. October is actually out. Uh, That's, yeah, that's the one that was like 500 bucks. So it's amazing. Yeah. So this is something that can be a thing, but I don't think it can be a thing without stock music licensing. Because if you're I don't not think so. putting it in there originally, it's not going to be in there because your content ID from your Artlist stuff is owned by Artlist, correct? That's that's right. Yeah. So it's only coming from motion array downloads. I suppose there's other ways you can get your music out there, like if you had a YouTube channel and stuff like, you know, that was maybe, maybe giving it away for free, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it would be difficult, I think. And motion array is just this engine that just pumps out, you know, music to a lot of users. So uh, without it, I don't really know how I would get those numbers. All right, a few smaller things now that you can do alongside everything else. Now, I think this one is called affiliate marketing, and Steve, you had this on your list. Why don't you start mm-hmm. with this one? Yeah, so I like affiliate marketing is really kind of like the essential uh, passive income for me. Uh, I did one or two videos on uh, on on Arcade by Output um, on my YouTube channel, and they just they just generate views. I mean, I think you have, you would have to set up a YouTube channel. Um, or, I mean, you don't have to do a YouTube to be an affiliate marketer, but, but I think, uh, that's, it's just been a really easy income stream for me. You know, I can't remember what my total was for last year. Um, that's on my 2022 breakdown video. Uh, if you want to check that out, but, um, it was, it was the easiest money. It was, it was so easy. And I, I think I, I could have made a lot more if I put some, so- some time into it. Did they sponsor the video ahead of time? Well, they didn't sponsor, but they gave me like, uh, yeah, I suppose they did. I mean, they, they gave me free uh, access to, to arcade, but no money um, up front, just... no money up front. No, they, it was just like, it's just links. Like I get paid every time somebody clicks the link, I get paid even more if somebody buys the product through that link. Um, so 
Yeah, I mean, it was it's it's easy money. Every every month they pay me a little something, and I haven't done a video. Like I I could have done four or five more videos and probably made a lot more money. And affiliate marketing, I've kind of put affiliate marketing and sponsorships here together, even though they're different things. But um, affiliate marketing could also be um, something you do on your blog. You don't have to do it on a video. You can do it on almost anything where you can put a link to some place yeah. like Amazon or like yeah. a, a music distributor like Z Sounds is one of mine that I have on my site. And I, I haven't really seen any, but I'm not – I don't do a lot of product um, – uh, Sending people, I've got a, a little bit off Pond Five um, affiliate program, however that works. And what about DistroKid though? You were doing DistroKid Dist- a yeah. little bit from DistroKid, <clears throat> I get. And but the DistroKid, this is where sponsorships come in because they're sponsored ahead of time. They pay me um, <clears throat> like two hundred or three hundred dollars to do a video that really talks about them in depth for at least for oh, a, they, a couple. Of they minutes. do that, eh? Cool. I didn't yeah. know that. And uh, yeah, th- so it's a, it's a way, you know, so whenever I'm ready to talk about streaming, I'll usually t- ask them if they want to do a, a sponsored video and they'll pay me ahead of time to do the video. And then they also offer me a link to send people there that and people can get 7% off and then I get something. I don't know what it is exactly. Gotcha. But um, yeah, so it's kind of a, a dual deal, sponsored video that's also sending people to DistroKid that's also giving me an affiliate link. But um I know a lot of people, though, on a lot of these YouTube channels and blogs who make tons of money from their affiliate links because sure. they're doing a video every week about a new camera, about a new mic, about yeah. new different uh, gear and stuff. And then they're sending people, just like you did, to that link, and then there is affiliate marketing coming in. I would need to really focus on the things that I'm trying to push them to because uh, I don't. I just put the links down at, way down at the bottom of my uh, my YouTube video text and, and so nobody probably sees it so um but yeah affiliate marketing can be a big income and i've seen a lot of people uh, i think a lot i think some people make a lot a lot of money like a really good li- yeah. living doing affiliate marketing only uh yeah. but you really got to be one of those guys that like is pushing the the products and 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 you know going hard at it on yeah. on your channel and yeah. <clears throat> you know both of us are not really interested not in very being, good hawkers i'm not sure i'm not sure we well <laughs> I, I can't say that I have. I, at least the products that I want to push on, on my channel like don't have any affiliate programs. <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah. They're just going to get some free advertising from me, yep. I guess. Yep. You're welcome, Motion Array. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, where's my Motion Array affiliate link? <laughs> they need to have one for you, especially. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then, you know, kind of rounding out, this is sad that this is rounding out the end of the ideas of, of music income, but, you know, music streaming, I still don't think we should sleep on it. And you talked about this no. almost at the beginning today about really focusing more and more on it because yeah. your art list is driving your streaming and your Spotify channel uh, mostly. And so I think we've we've got to... I, there's a lot of reasons. I just did a video that I'll try to remember to put into the the links below, but about why aren't you on Spotify? And I I outline I think what are the most important reasons that you should be on uh, the streaming services, and and it goes beyond money. It goes be into like your legacy, and it goes into your findability. If you're going to get into licensing, they need to be able to find that song if it gets into a television program. There's a lot of reasons why you need to be streaming your music other than and everybody's I even had people comment on my video saying, well, I'm just going to wait till they pay more. You know, that's like saying I'm going to wait till record labels, you know, pick me up or until they pay more where well, you can wait then go ahead. But, uh, you know, it's 
if you die tomorrow, no one's going to be able to find your music because it's sitting on your hard drive, and or on Pond Five, you know, in, in the millions of songs on Pond Five. So, you really need to be putting your music out on streaming, folks. And even if it only brings you in fifty bucks this year or hundred bucks this year, there's more than just the money of it. But certainly, I think uh, we both see some money coming in from streaming from time to time. So, yeah, for sure. I, mean, I think people think of the streaming being as being like i think people think of streaming as, as sort of a crapshoot um when it comes to actually earning any kind of substantial income from it but um yeah i don't know you get your music on one of those playlists like you know i'm talking to several members of the academy who've gotten like like a, like a one member who's got he's got a, a a tune on like one of the biggest lo-fi playlists and we're talking about hundreds of thousands of streams it's yeah. probably over a million now um and when you get a million streams on spotify that adds up to in the thousands of dollars it's mm-hmm. not pennies anymore um not and i mean it's difficult it's difficult to get those i mean they're coveted spots um but i mean yeah if you start building up a, like a like a fan base of like followers on, on spotify you can and you're releasing regularly you got a strategy behind it i think that you know we've talked to people like dan barracuda who's who, who have done um they've done some way. numbers yeah they've, they've got some numbers to to back up their uh their you know their um their income on on uh, on spotify and it's like not a lot it's not like a lot of money but what he was he was probably doing like somewhere between 500 and a thousand a month or something like that he was that. paying his rent he was doing yeah. more than a thousand i think at some point it was over two thousand a month now we yeah. need to do a an update with dan and see what's going on over there totally but um he is uh when i was talking to him he was literally paying his rent and way more with streaming and it was only going up it, it wasn't stopping now he may have experienced a, a i don't know we need to check in with dan and find yeah, out with, what's let's up. bring but, him back yeah. We have seen people make their their rent from music streaming, so mm-hmm. you cannot discount it. Uh, it. It's just like music licensing of any kind. We've seen you and other people make really high, and people like Lester make a lot of money off of these sites and off of streaming. And so you cannot say that, ah, oh, it just pays pennies. Well, somebody it's not paying pennies to. Yeah. And uh, it, because they're playing it the right way and, and they found something that's working. So... Uh, I really think we need to continue to look at that. So anything else I've missed here, Steve, that you can make music income while you're waiting for whatever ship to come in for licensing or your record deal or your stardom? Well, I just I just want to encourage people to to consider the idea of getting on on YouTube and sharing your experiences there yep. because I mean like we haven't really talked about it and this episode isn't about YouTube but you know like we're making um, uh, ad. AdSense bucks on on YouTube, and that's an income stream as well. And uh, I consider YouTube to be a, a music income stream. You know, I'm on there talking about music and and just sharing my music and sharing my production and and you know just blabbing away like we're doing right now, except for we're, we're recording it and uploading it. It's it's pretty simple. There's not much to it. It's actually um, not so much YouTube income. It's the income of the brand that we've the brands that we've made. Like I've made this brand here, and it's not just the podcast. It's not just the YouTube income. It's not just sales of 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 ebooks or or uh, video courses that you offer on your academy or um or memberships or anything it's all of it it's all of it together as an income if you put that all together it starts to look like a monthly income that equals what you averaged in uh in stock last year and so uh or or does better actually my my channel did better in 2022 than my stock income way better like twice as much and so that is 
an income. And, and I would not be sitting here today if this guy right here had not said, put your face on the camera. He <laughs> says, you need to be, he says, you need to be telling your story. Cause we talked before I even started my channel. That's when we first got together and started talking. And I was just like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to be on the camera and you know, I got enough to do with all my clients and everything. Which, and which is fair enough, right? It's not for everybody. I, I'm not trying to convince everybody to do it, but uh, like, I think both of us were like that. You know, we both started out being very reticent to, to, to put our face out there. And now that I'm sort of used to it and, and you are too, I imagine like it's, it's really kind of changed both of our lives yeah. in a, in a really profound way. And um, it's, it's been a way for us to build a community. And I think that that's like the best part about it. You know, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And, and everybody's got a different experience. It's not that you are the end. It's like my sync book coming out. It's not everyone else's sync experience. It's only mine. Mm -hmm. So, but I think it's important to share that sync experience so that people can glean possible things that might happen for them with, uh, with sync and, or, and same with my stock book ebook. Uh, you know, it's just, that's my journey. This is what's happened to me. And if hope this helps you with your journey, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, that's about all we have for this uh, episode. Thanks so much for being part of the Make Music Income podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast, another video. Thanks so much for watching. And we will hope you make some music income this week. We hope to as well. I hope to, I hope <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> See you later, guys. Talk See you guys. Later. Take Bye -bye. care. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B Production Music Academy and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.